Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus. You are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, J.C. John Coleman. Dio was popping. Hey, do you think you will ever get tired of being J.C.? Yes, I'll get tired. I'm already tired of it. <laughs> I'll be tired of it when we have T-Lop Live and people are like, do the thing, J.C., do the thing. And that's what I know. Look, we'll get you two Negronis and three Heinekens. Right? Yeah. And I'll still be like, get away from me. No I'm, way. Nah, John, I'm, you got to be approachable. Nah. These people love you. <laughs> oh, my God. No. <laughs> they no, do love no. you. I, thank you. They love you, Dustin, and yeah. the multitude of knowledge you bequeath upon them every Tuesday and Friday morning. It's so funny you used the word bequeath. I used it earlier today Did on a you? conference call. Yep. I was with our chief people officer. I think it's a fancy way of saying VP of HR, HR, but yeah, I like it, you know. People officer. I want to be chief of something. I guess. Yeah, but uh, I'm the chief weed whacker of <laughs> the house. There you go. Yeah, chief edger. <laughs> um, but yes, I was on a call with her, a couple other people. Lots of big stuff going on. Lots of big stuff going on all over the industry, right? You don't like, say. Crazy. Crazy good, crazy bad, crazy like you can't control. Crazy. Okay. But I was on the call. And I used the word bequeath. How did that. you use it? Um, I bequeath upon you because it's not like a word you can well, like readily just. Well, it's like, but normally you bequeath things like in depth, right? Like in depth, I, I bequeath. Yeah, yeah right. my baseball card collection goes to John Carmen. Uh, Cole, yeah. yeah, let me know. Yeah, there you go. Do you have a baseball card collection? I still do. Yeah. Do you really? Does Jackson know? Do you have any like? If you no. just went back in there, some like upper deck, just like heaters. I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. rookie. Do you really? That's worth seventeen dollars, I'm sure. <laughs> Look, to a 12-year-old kid, 17 bucks was a lot, right? especially back in 1991. Hold on. So if you had it appraised in $17 back in 91. I mean, from my Beckett? From yeah. my, my, yeah. Oh, I, oh, my God. I, I have probably four years worth of Beckett's. Really? The problem is it's been between my mom's attic, my oh, attic, my no, bedroom. Not, they're not in the binder, in the spiral binder with I, the little. I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out one day. God. Are baseball cards still a thing? They are making they a comeback. Are a they're like thing, they're making but a like, comeback. Still, they so mass produced the ones that I started collecting from 1987 all the way through like 1992. Really? So it's that there's so many that are still in circulation. No. Nah. I thought my Tony Gwynn. Uh, that, that's like that's like um sorry that's like uh, uh was it was it White Rain? I don't know. Uh yeah, White Rain hairspray. White Rain. Yeah, exactly. What's that? Before my time. You are a little bit young for that, but like imagine when you were like in LA, in, in LA sec, looks in, in second and third grade, oh, and you were okay. like you were so crushing on those middle school girls, and they had that really real high bangs. Oh, that was that's what they yeah, used to keep spraying it up there. on the oh, white okay. rain. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what a, it was. Yeah, yeah, it's a Jason Aldean song that talks about spraying right. on the white rain. Okay. okay, yeah, I know you listen to country music all the time. I mean, bro, whatever, country, nonetheless. Whatever you have playing, I'll listen to. Bro, country. I, yo, I appreciate country every once in a while on the forty-five minute drive I have home. Okay. Yeah, like you go to like a Pandora station? No, or? I just go whatever's on the radio and I'll listen to something. I respect, you know what I'm saying? It's nice to change of pace. I don't listen to that mumble rap shit that they got going on. Mumble rap is terrible. <laughs> it is terrible. It'll phase itself out. I hope so. You, you know what won't phase itself out? Uh, hopefully this year will. Right. No, hopefully this year good. will was, phase uh, itself uh, good, out. Good, yeah, good. so no, that, that's what we're going to we're gonna get into it. Okay. And um, this happened from mortgage school yeah. yesterday, right? So I teach mortgage school on Wednesdays. And I was doing a mortgage school a couple of days ago, and um, I came in fired up. And literally walked in the door. No one asked him a question. He's like, I know no one asked me this, but I'll just go ahead and tell you. And then and then 15 minutes later, he's like, all right, sorry, guys. Any questions? <laughs> so it was great. No, it was great. It was so good that it became the topic for today's episode. It did become the topic of today's episode. And I don't know, because of how fired up I was, 
That's like something I could do at a TLOP Live. Mm. I don't know if I could do it and have you posted on TLOPonline.com okay. right. where we have a lot of great sales tools and Shit videos and training yeah. and tons of content. Hundreds of videos. On the website, theloanofficerpodcast.com. Um, just like you know, the content's obviously hosted somewhere. Well, this right here is on YouTube, mm-hmm. or this right here is on Spotify, or it's on Apple, Apple, etc., etc. Et right? Cetera. And we're on all of our little social handles and stuff, yeah. so we're there. Um, but we really love and we're digging what we're doing on TLOP Online. And what happened the other day when I was teaching mortgage school? Sometimes you take clips. Yeah. I, I saw you posted a clip from mortgage school yeah. on Instagram yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's right. What's crazy is I don't even remember yeah, saying I know, you, that. You literally, when you get up there, you do black out. What I say, I'm like, bro, it was like 25 weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, it's a year ago, anniversary, by the way. It's what a, what a, is? A mortgage, mortgage school. You started mortgage, mortgage school, school, a, mortgage year, school a, year ago. a year ago. Wow. Well, what's really cool is we actually had a um, local, soon-to-be mortgage professional who's studying for her license actually came because she's local. Okay. And she came to mortgage school. No way. How cool was that? Yeah, shout out to Rachel. Shout out Rachel. Shout out Rachel for for swinging by. It was a pleasure having her in the office. Mm -hmm. And she got to sit through mortgage school. She actually sat with uh, one of our loan officers that she had recently met and put two and two together. Yeah. So she got to shadow him for two or three hours. Like, what a great way to figure out, is this really what I want to do? She went and shadowed somebody. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, Yeah, so you're right. I walked into mortgage school. and, And here's the deal. We are, the year's 2022. This particular mortgage market, it's schizophrenic. It mm-hmm. ain't fun. It's our crazy ass friend mm-hmm. who has emotional issues, mm-hmm. but we still love to party with. Love to hang out with your man. Yeah. Sometimes in small <laughs> clips. Yes. Intermin- yeah. Intermittently. In- intermittently. Yes. Intermittently. Let's hang out. Like for two hours. Yeah. 20 minutes while I'm sitting in the car and you're in your car. Not just talking to yeah. It's more like, hey, I'll meet you for drinks, but maybe not drinks and dinner. Hey, I'll meet you for dinner, but maybe we're not going to go out afterwards. Right. Or, hey, let's just not go out and just come over to the house. Yeah. I'll cook some steak on the grill and we'll just chill. Low key. Yeah. But like that's going to be 2022. This mortgage market that we have entered. Whew, I mean, you're talking about interest rates have just shot up from three and a quarter, five and a quarter. Skip four. You're talking about there are 30 pre-approved borrowers or potential home buyers, but only eight homes for them. Mm -mm. You're talking about the mortgage industry increased their body count Mm. by 30 percent. Like so you go back to 2019 Mm -hmm. and you look at how many mortgage professionals there were. There's 30 percent more today, which I think is amazing because we need younger, fresher Hungry, mm-hmm. aggressive, maybe not rich yet, but they want to be yeah. mortgage professionals. Yeah, you do. And you also need them because there's a lot of old ass mortgage professionals who are going to be retiring or they should have been retired. <laughs> or some of them, unfortunately, are coming to the end of their lives yeah. and they're being forced out that way. Oh, yeah. So it's great that we're having new younger people coming in. We want that. Yeah. But anytime that your headcount increases by 30%, you have to feed that amount of people. If yeah. you went from 400,000 to now you're at 520,000. That's 120,000 people who are expecting to be fed. Yeah. Or if you went from what was probably a million to 1.3 million, that's 300,000 people who need to be fed, who need to earn a living, who are trying to get a paycheck. Yeah. Well, at the time we were doing four, no, trillion, trillion dollars in mortgages in 2020 and in 2020. One, 
we get to 2022, uh. let's look at 2.4 trillion. That's about a 40% decrease. Mm. 40%, like, wah, 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 but gone. You, but you still got all those people working. Still got all those mouths to feed. Yep. So what happens? You tell me. Right? Yeah. Here's the unfortunate thing. Certain people are going to be given the opportunity to seek employment elsewhere. That is the well pink said. slip. Well said. That's like, hey, look, we don't need you. Now, some companies, it's first in, first, uh, I'm sorry, last in, first out. Like, mm -hmm. hey, that's just, look, you're the last one that we hired, you're the first one out. Right. Many companies, though, they use this as a time to strengthen their team. Right? We're looking for elite players. From the fat. Yeah, if that's what you want to call it, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I call them looking for elite. So if if my body count had surged because of necessity, but now the necessity is not there because the market itself, the amount of pie that's mm. available to eat has shrunk, then I need to go out. Well, I need to I need to, to decrease the, the right, number of mouths right, that need to feed right, off of that. Right. And I'm going to look at it and see who are my strongest players, right? Who brings the most value? Who has the highest trajectory? Who has the highest ceiling? Mm -hmm. Who do I think I can actually get 20% more productivity to? Because this is a year... Mortgage professionals, I'm not going to shy away from this, and I'm going to celebrate it because I want you to celebrate it. The mortgage market is down 40%. You're going to win if you're if you're only down 20%, but you'll be down. Okay, we are coming off of two of the best years ever. It doesn't matter what this year is going to be like. It was going to be worse than last year. You can't just consecutively do what we did in 2020 and 2021. Like, it's just not realistic. So whatever it was, it was going to be worse. So if the market's down 40, your goal is to be down 20. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some that are down 80, and those are the ones that are going to find themselves seeking employment elsewhere, and elsewhere may be different industries. Mm -hmm. Now, for the elite who are competitors, you may, you may grovel in that. You may appreciate that. Like, hey, look, I need to get rid of some of these pretenders. Mm -hmm. Some of these people who are only producing one and two loans here and there. Now, if you're producing one and two loans because you're a rookie, nah, man, you have this is the best year for you to get started. Really? This is the best year. Why do you I say wouldn't that? pick any other year. No way. Yes. Why is that? Because usually you would think I want to come in and refire you easy Hell money. No. No. Well, one, there's never a right or wrong. That just is. There's never a bad place to start a new career. Start somewhere. Even if it's your worst employer, you now have a base. Yeah, somewhere you to start, yeah. Yeah, you have somewhere to start. <laughs> yeah. You're going to gain experience. You just might stay there. You might not stay there for more than six months. Yeah. So there's never a bad place to get started. But I would tell someone, look, you get started in a year like 2018, a year like 2022, because 2018 was the last time we saw something like 2022. And by the way, me, my friends, my colleagues, my associates, we all made really good income in 2018. Mm -hmm. We worked 20% harder and we made 20% less than we did in 2017 and 2016. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, we made good income. We provided for our family. We saved for retirement. We saved for college education. Mm -hmm. We went on vacation. Now, my vacation may have been to the Florida Keys because I pay. I live in Orlando and I can drive down there Word. versus Hawaii, which is a $1,000 airline flight. Yeah. Right. But I still went on vacation. So like, like don't get me wrong. 2018 was, was still a decent year. 2011, 2012, 2010. Those weren't great years. They were great years for me and my two business partners because we grew our practice, our firm, by over 300% over those three years. Mm. This year is going to offer those same types of growth opportunities to the elite. They're also going to offer some false narratives to people who are easily susceptible to being convinced that the grass is greener. 
Mm. Right. This this is where it's like that that schizophrenia that I was talking about. Like it's gonna be a schizophrenic year. Like, look, two point four trillion dollars in mortgage volume is still a good amount. It's still enough to make a really good living off of. It's just not four trillion. And yes, the added headcount is going to uh, create some competitive pressures because now everyone's going after two point four trillion versus everyone going after four trillion. Mm-hmm. So people are going to fight. People are going to get bruised and scratched. And there's going to be losses and knockouts and chokeouts, mm-hmm. right? Which means you're not going to win every battle. You're going to have competitors doing some crazy, shysty stuff. Not even shysty. Just like you look at your rate sheet. You know how, you know what it takes to pay for processors and underwriters. You know what it takes to pay for your credit report, your copiers, your laptops, your monthly fee to your CRM, your monthly fee to your your LOS like Encompass. Like you know what it takes to keep a good loan officer employed and paid. You know what your health benefits cost and your 401k mm-hmm. is. Like, look, at the end of the day, we're kind of running the same business model. Mm. Ford makes cars very similar to Toyota, who makes cars very similar to Nissan, who makes cars very similar to GMC. I mean, yes, there's some new some nuances, but for the most part, it's the same assembly line process. Mm-hmm. Same thing goes in the mortgage industry. So you know the cost it takes to create. There's, by the way, companies like Stratmore who do research and then they publish that research who basically tell us in the industry that, yes, what you're doing is on par, is on par with your peers. Mm-hmm. So then when you see your peers offering an interest rate that when you run the math, because by the way, we all borrow money off of lines of credit and the interest rates on those are pretty much close to the same. They're not variable enough that one would be given a competitive advantage Mm -hmm. because their warehouse line of credit was so much cheaper than someone else's. And we all sell our loans into the same exact secondary market, at which point I can go online and see what things are trading for. And I can Mm -hmm. get a bid tape to have loans, uh, to get bids on my loans. So we have the same buyer, we have the same process, which means we have the same business model. So when I start seeing that so-and-so has X rates and those rates are lower than me and my five friends who work at competitors. My mom and dad taught me Mm. if it looks good, too good to be true, it may be. Mm. So what you end up getting is there are some people out there who look, they don't maybe necessarily have the best programs and products. They don't have the best leadership. They don't have the best systems. They don't have the best (laughs) marketing and the best Mm. sales support. They're not coaching. So their only way to either maintain mm-hmm. what they have or attempt to grow is to do so by buying the market. Okay, tech companies do this. Amazon did this and it worked out. Better.com's trying to do it and right now it's not working out. Zillow tried to do this with, with Zillow home, home offers. They're done doing it. Mm. Open Door's trying to do it and they're losing their rear end. Right, so yes, Amazon did it and it worked. Facebook did it and it worked, but there's so many others that we've never heard of and there's a reason we haven't heard of them because it didn't work. But you get these companies who their only answer is we have to buy the market, which means we're willing to do loans and lose money. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have a fat savings account. But at some point, think of your personal mm-hmm. life. If you lose money every month and every quarter, at some point you run out of money. Mm-hmm. Th- at some point that savings account runs dry. There's other companies that'll come in because they're trying to grow. Their only thing is grow, grow, grow. Mm-hmm. Because here's what they want to do. They want to cr- get LO headcount, meaning they want to add salespeople. Yeah. They're going to convince the salespeople to come work for them because their rates are the cheapest. Look at how low our rates are. You can't get these rates anywhere else. Yep. And then once they get them in the door, uh, 
Uh oh. Wait a minute. Hey, chill. Hey, I got John. He's 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 that cool frog that I just tossed in this big old nice cold pot of water. Yeah. Let me put the heat on number two, John. I like this water. It's tasty. Yeah, let's go to number four. Oh, it's still fine. I can't yeah, tell Yeah, hey, John, we're tired of losing money. I got to go to level seven. Okay, what? Wait a minute. What you're cooking. Okay. Oh, you're hot. Oh, Ooh, you may be dying. Oh, That's my. what's going to happen. And look, people do it. People do it. Some people do it strategically, and it works. I want to open a branch in Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay. So for six months, I'm going to go into that market, and I'm going to show those loan officers a super cheap rate sheet and really good rates because I want to buy the market. I want realtors and borrowers and buyers and hmm. and loan officers to all want to work for me. Hopefully, I am also have really good leadership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a really good smooth process for getting loans closed and closed on time and I have great sales support and coaching and mentorship. But I do that, but then it, I know it's temporary. Like eventually- I'll have to start jacking the rates. I'm going to have to start increasing yeah. those rates because eventually I have to make money. Eventually, I have to have another product and mortgage companies don't have other products. Widgets. Like if I was a car company, if I yeah. was Honda, Honda loses money on the Honda Civic. Did you know that? Yes, actually I did. Yeah, they lose money because they don't want to make money on the Civic. Mm -mm. The Civic is what they, they get you in so you fall in love with the brand. Right. Now they're going to make money on the Odyssey. Yep. And then when your kids get older on the Pilot. Yeah. That's where they make their money. Mm -hmm. They don't make it. So you can for a quarter or two say, hey, look, I'm going to, I'm going to, my Raleigh branch is going to be a loss leader. But I'm gonna get these people in. I'm gonna get them comfortable. I'm gonna get them uh, acclimated. And then each quarter, each month, each week, I'm Corporate. gonna ratchet up my rate sheet: five bips here, ten bips there, twenty-five bips there, until I'm back to a business model. That, by Robert. the way, all my peers follow because we all make the same widgets, following the yeah. same business model within probably three to seven percent variance. Mm -hmm. So what what this market is doing? Because we've seen rates go from three and a quarter to five and a quarter, refinances went away. We saw four trillion in volume go down to 2.4 mm -hmm. trillion in volume. We saw a 30% increase in headcount. Dude, it's a scramble for the little bit of business that's right. out there. And some people are dropping their pants to get it, whether it's the originator, whether it's the, the, the mortgage companies. Mm -hmm. But at some point you can only do that for so long until you go bankrupt. And then if you're that loan originator who's working for the company that is losing money, because they're offering you an interest rate that is not a sustainable, quarter percent, yeah. a quarter percent better than what the market's offering. Let me ask you to ask yourself this. Do you want to work for a company who's on the verge of bankruptcy? Or do you want to be your employer's pawn? Maybe your employer has the end goal of selling their mortgage company, but they can't sell the mortgage company until they get to X headcount, until they get to X volume. And then once they get to X headcount, X volume, they became effective. My buddy Brooke taught me this. You first become effective, you second become efficient. Mm. So they, they become effective with headcount and volume. Now that it's become efficient more, or profitable, then they do the whole bait and switch. I got you in, mm -hmm. I, got, I got you over. Mm -hmm. I, I, I made you believe this was gonna be your rate sheet. Mm. Now I'm gonna ratchet it up, ratchet it up, ratchet it up. You got catfished. Now I'm gonna sell the company. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Unless you were coming in, I had, look, if you negotiated that you had equity in said company, oh, okay. hey, sign me up. Yeah. You want to give me equity in a company that we're going to grow and sell and I can get this big million dollar payout? Something that doesn't happen too often, does it? No. Right. No. Yeah, one person gets paid. Yeah. Maybe four or five people get paid, but right. no, not the not the lowly loan officers and loan partners that right. got duped to come work for them. Hmm. So now all of a sudden you went over, you busted your butt. By the way, anytime you move, it's disruptive. So you moved companies. 
you 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 ingrained in the culture, you fell for their super cheap rates. Now I'm not, I'm not saying by the way this happens all the time, but I'm saying this does happen. I'm saying you gotta be on the lookout for it. Like these are things that that are going on. This is kind of what I was talking about in, in mortgage school. Mm -hmm. And I, I am all over the place, people. Like I am, deal with it. I hope you like this episode. Um, because there's a lot that I can say and there's a lot I'm trying to pack into whatever it's gonna be, 25, 35 minutes. And understanding that in a market like this, it gets super competitive and people start cannibalizing each other and recruiters take advantage of that. And they know that you're you're feeling pricing pressures because guess what? Everyone else is too. Everyone else is too. They know this. Recruiters, that's their job. Their job is to reach out to you and recruit you. And what they're going to use is your one Achilles heel. Mm. Like what, what's the one thing? Oh my God, my rates. It's everyone's rates. The whole entire market went from three and a half to four to, to, to five. Or I'm sorry, from three and a half to five and a half. Yeah. Like, so if someone's showing you five, Please know that that's probably, probably, I'm gonna give myself an out here. <laughs> that's probably false. That's probably temporary. You're probably somebody's pawn because maybe they're trying to build a company to sell. You're somebody's pawn because they're trying to open up into in a new market mm -hmm. or they're trying to just keep their nose above water and they're doing anything in their power to do so. Mm -hmm. And maybe their only way is to lead with price, yeah. to, to gain headcount, gain volume and hope which is not a good way to run a business is hope to hope that they become profitable right. versus looking at how am I delivering these loans? What is my, my average unit per FTE? What's my average closing per loan officer? What's my product mix? Like there are ways in a market like this that you can cut costs where you can increase productivity, mm -hmm. right? There are ways that, that you can adapt to what is transpiring without having to throw Hail Marys right. unless you're not good. So like, this is when I said, so again, schizophrenia, bipolarness. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Like there are, and we're not the only good company. So companies like the one that I have an opportunity to work for, and I have been for the past 14 years, this, this market, the best growth opportunities we have ever seen what that'll make ever no seen. what but ever be, seen but there's less what do you mean ever seen how how is that please do explain when you're elite you're elite you're elite and we are not the only elite mortgage company out there we're not there are there are dozens of other really good mortgage companies who do it well but when you're elite and when the shit hits the fan and the and the the, the going gets tough there's a flight to safety in years like 2020 and 2021, I never answered your question like why I would want a newbie or a rookie to get started in a year like this. A year like this forces you to get good. It forces you to learn the business the right way. I dotted, T crossed, uh, top button buttoned, cuff links on. Like you're going to go to war and you have to be great. You have to be a warrior. 2020, 2021, you could walk out of your house and get hit by an Amazon truck and have three refinances fall in your lap. Yeah. That's not the mortgage industry. That's not being an advisor. That's not being a local community expert. That's not, yeah, that's, that, that's, that, that's those not, kids on TikTok being like, I'm an LO, I closed, look what I did. Here are three of these steps. And they start pointing to the air, my favorite. Yeah, no, that's, that's not this industry. Now, should you be on social media? Should you be creating videos? Of course. Yeah. But no, it's not that, oh my gosh, I got my license and I made $30,000 last month. <laughs> that's not what it is. So, People that, that, that found success in 2020 and 2021, many of them, it wasn't because they were good, it's because the market was phenomenal. So if you're learning this business in 2022, 
it's going to force you to become great. We've done some really kick-ass episodes the previous two or three. Like those episodes are the ones that people who want to be great should be tuned into. Mm-hmm. And, and we've done some pretty decent episodes, quite honestly, John, for the past two, well, two years yeah, now. Yeah. We have 200 plus episodes and we have TLOP online that people should be checking out. Um, so so I, I was talking again. Sorry. I'm kind of bouncing back and <clears throat> forth. But I, I wanted to answer that is why I mm-hmm. think this year uh, is going to be what it is. Like, like why it's the best year because you want to learn. You want to get good when it's hard. That way when it becomes normal again like oh this is not easy not a cakewalk it's like oh i got this yeah you have every system every process in place you are forced to become great early and then you prepare yourself you prepare yourself for the next 2020 or 2021 you prepare yourself for the next for the next 2014 2015 Mm -hmm. 2016 those are three great years by the way you prepare yourself for the next 2003 2004 2005 those were three great years by the way my wife said to me the other day, she's like, you didn't really earn that money you made in 2020 and 2021. Like, don't kid yourself. She was calling me out. She was maybe right. Like my efforts, my hours worked when divided into my W-2. No, I don't know if anyone ever earns, you know, mm-hmm. that type of money that puts you in the 1%. But... I did get a little defensive and remind her. I said, but honey, I earned that money by grinding through 2018, which by the way, it wasn't fun. It was a lot like 2022 and it made me two times the better mortgage professional because of it. I was two times better January of 2019 than I was January Mm. of 2018. I said, I earned it in 2012 and 2013, or I earned it in 2009, 2010. It was what I built along with two partners for a decade plus that put us in a position to capitalize. Mm -hmm. So what people are going to do in 2022 is you're putting yourself in a position to capitalize for October of 2023 or January of 2024. Like that's what you're preparing for. Mm -hmm. And this year is going to force you to become great because if you're not great, you won't survive. Right? If you don't take yourself serious, if you don't act like a professional, if you don't act more Wall Street than Bourbon Street. If you're not getting up every day and putting on your uniform and going to work mm-hmm. with the idea that your number one, number two, and number three goal and responsibility is to create a lead, talk to a person about a home loan and help them add value to their lives, help your referral partners add value to their business. Yeah, you, you, you'll find yourself out of this industry. So our opportunities here at Waterstone, look, we are elite. I'll throw it out there. I will throw it out there. We're elite. We have fantastic leadership. We have fantastic sales support, systems, processes, underwriting, products, all of that. Interest rates, they're competitive. They're not the industry leader. We're not going to wow anybody by showing by, by showing you the rate sheet, but our rate sheet's going to be true. It's going to be honest. It's going to be real. And when you compare us to what is going on amongst the bulk of the competition, we're going to be in the same exact ballpark. Maybe some days we're 40 bips better. Maybe some days we're 40 bips worse. What I tell anyone to do, and by the way, write this down, sales professional. Go to your friend Google. Google, what are interest rates in, and then insert your state. What are interest rates in Florida? What are interest rates in Maryland? What are interest rates in Massachusetts, California, Texas, et cetera? Look at that. Show that to your client. Show that to your realtors. Compare that to your rate sheet. When I do that. Not that far off. (laughs) 
<clears throat> I'm better most times. Right. Or I'm exactly the same. That tells me that I'm working for a company who's running a sustainable, sustainable business that'll make sure it's not just here for me today or here for me tomorrow, but it's here for me in 2030, in 2035. Because we're not gonna do anything stupid. We're not gonna to, to do some kind of a crazy <clears throat> freak out mm -hmm. that causes us to originate a bunch of loans that don't bring profit to the company. Because mm -hmm. if company's not profitable, eventually you end up bankrupt. Right. In this market, what, how long would you say until the dust settles, i.e. cream has risen to the top, we've kind of trimmed all the fat? Would you give it like this 18 time? months. 18 months? 18 months. The good news is you're four months in. You're four months in, right? So you have another 12 to 14. Let's get through first quarter of 2023, because usually first quarter is super competitive anyhow, right. just because it's the slow season yeah. and you still have a lot of mouths to feed and still a very, very little volume. Right. Once we can get into like April, so 12 months from now mm -hmm. of next year, things should subs subs subside. Okay. Because you're gonna get some pretenders out. Right. Hey, it just happens, we need it. Mm -hmm. You're gonna get some people retire. Luckily, some of our listeners are gonna backfill, right? Yeah. Right. They're gonna become great in a market like this, right. and they're gonna backfill those that are retiring. Um, the 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 madness of what's going on with you know the the crazy volatile interest rates and uh, what's going on with home prices, et cetera, et cetera. Like that'll start to subside. We'll have an idea of recession. Hopefully, uh, well, of I'm, I said of inflation. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, that'll be going down. We'll probably be slowing our economy down. We'll probably be heading towards a recession. Recession is going to bring a drop in interest rates. Like, mm -hmm. um, yeah, but I think typically, okay. typically it'll it's about 18 months and you're about four months into it. But celebrate it because there, 2.4 trillion is still a lot. Look at it historically. Look at how many, <clears throat> what was the volume in 2012, 13, 14, 15? I do not believe it was 2.4 trillion. Mm -hmm. I do not. Are there a lot of ebbs and flows in this industry given like, all right, expansion, contraction. I'll give you an example back at EA. When we ramped up for the launch of a video game, we needed more staff. You need to test the game. It's about to launch. So then we'd increase our temporary staff for bug testing, let's say. But when the game came out, kind of cut off. So every year you could kind of predict like June, it would get really busy and then it would contract again. Um, for the mortgage industry, are there any kind of predictable analytics you can use for that? Or is it usually when there's a crisis, like a war or a housing or a recession? Does that make sense? Well, there's the general cycle of, you know, January, February, your two worst months, things pick up in, in March, they peak in, in August, and then they slide back down and get a little bit, mm -hmm. a lot worse in October, November, you have a good spike in, in December. Like we have that cycle. Right. Um, but then you also have the interest rate cycle. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, every five to 10 years, there's some kind of a refi boom that tends to happen. Okay. And that refi boom, you'll see ebbs and flows, especially the companies that are like 95 or 99% refi. Mm -hmm. Like why is better.com losing $50 million a month? And why is, well, well, that's because they run an unsustainable business model and their interest rates are too cheap, period, end of story. Their interest rates are too cheap, therefore they lose $50 million a year, I mean, a month mm -hmm. or a quarter, whatever it is, it's a lot. They're also laying off 900 people here and 900 people there. And then they're asking people, this is all in the news. Hey, John, I'm not going to lay you off, but I really would like you to volunteer to quit. Yo, what? Well, when, look, 99% of your business last year was refi and, and refis are down 60%. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, there's going to be a lot of hiring and a lot of termination. A lot, so so those companies that that do that when the, ref, when the rates are low, they do a lot of refis. Oh, okay then you have bigger ebbs and flows. Like right. what we teach and coach here on TLOP, refis are awesome, we do them. That's why we have a past client database. That's why we market to our circle of influence. 
But even a year like 2020 and 2021, it shouldn't have been more than 50% of your business. And for many of us, it was like 35% of our business. Because mm. in a year like this, it's going to be 5% of my business. And that's fine because I'll still be able to close at a very high level as compared to my peers because I focused on sustainable by referral only business. Sustainable is purchased by referral only as I market to my friends, my family, realtors, more realtors, even more realtors, builders, maybe a couple divorce attorneys, maybe a couple CPAs, and I work my database like crazy. Right. You know, like that's what we do. But that's what's going on. And, and people should, in one essence, freak out. In one essence, get excited. In one essence, don't get duped. Don't make a long-term decision based on a temporary problem. Ooh, think about that. A long-term decision, uprooting yourself and leaving a great company because someone is dangling a flashy rate sheet or someone's dangling a fancy sign-on bonus or a guaranteed commission for three or six months. Come on over. What happens in six months when that, when that, when that uh, guaranteed commission or sign-on bonus evaporates? What happens when that too good to be true rate sheet mm. starts, starts getting tweaked and adjusted. Well, is, is this really your forever company? Now, if it is, it is. If, if you're currently at a company that you're like, there's no long-term solution here. I talked about the explosive growth that we're experiencing. Mm. Yes, we're gonna experience it because there are companies out there that can't get loans closed smoothly, predictable. There's companies out there that don't have a product selection that's, that's needed and required. There's companies mm. out there that have no leadership or, or terrible leadership, or they don't have sales support. They're not coaching their loan officers. Mm. They don't have a CRM or prospect drip campaigns and all the things, all the bells and whistles. They don't have the technology and they're not investing in the technology. By the way, think about that. If you go and work for a company that is losing money, you know what they're not doing? Reinvesting it back into the company? Yes, they're not reinvesting <laughs> it back. And if you're not a mortgage professional that embraces technology to do your job and give yourself a competitive advantage and your company doesn't do it, dude, what longevity do you have? We're already trying to outrun the robots and the artificial intelligence. <laughs> right. We like that is something we have to do. We have to embrace technology. But if your company's not making money, they can't afford right. to invest in it. So think about that. When you're chasing sign-on bonuses. Now again, when you're making a decision, why should you leave your company? It should never be about a sign-on bonus. It should never be about what the guarantee is going to be. It should never be, oh, that rate sheet. Because those are all temporary. It should be about the leadership. It should be about the sales culture. It should be about, is this the place that I can actually grow my business? Is this a place that actually there's trajectory? Are these the types of people I want to synergize with? Mm. Like if the answer is yes, then you make sure that their rates are no worse than the rates that you're already used to selling. Like there is a certain like mm. sniff test. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, hey man, let me, you know, you still <laughs> right. do your due diligence. Right. Don't get me wrong. And look, you still ask for some kind of a sign on bonus if you're, if you, you've earned it. Mm -hmm. You still ask for some kind of a guaranteed commission if you've earned it. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying you don't make your decisions based on that right. because those are temporary solutions right. that to a long-term problem. Let's say I'm a loan officer and I have a recruiter hitting, like hitting me up. Is there any like a uh, rate that they're courting me? That I should be like, uh, uh, like, Hey, that's too, it, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I mean, no, it, it, at all. It should never be about rate. Right. It should never be about a certain program. Oh, they have this really good renovation loan. Dude, that thing can be stripped from you and them in three months. Oh, but they do 
this product and program really good until they don't. Like, mm. like it always baffled me. Like, granted, I love talking about the fancy products we have here at Waterstone because it is cool. Right. We like we had this ama this amazing loan product called Select Smart Plus. It was ninety seven percent financing. It came with a four percent second mortgage. That means it's one hundred and one percent financing. Thirty year fixed, no monthly mortgage insurance. It was amazing. And then COVID hit, and the whole entire product went away. Mm. Went away. Like, if someone came and worked for me for only that reason, that reason just left. That's not the right reason. If I went and worked for this bank because they have a really good doctor loan, until what? Until all the competition gets the same exact doctor loan. At which point, where's my competitive advantage? Right. So those are also things. And all of this rears its ugly head in a year like 2022. In a year like 2018. Right. We were talking about this a couple years ago. In, in yeah. years like 2011, 12, and 13. Right. Yeah. I did my best growing in 2010, 11, and 12 as a as a branch operator, regional manager, VP, whatever you want to call me. Mm -hmm. Those were awesome years, right? 2018 gave us some good years. Um, around 2000, yeah, well, that was, uh, TRID was 2010. And then this year, because we're purchase focused, we're sustainable, we support, like all mm -hmm. those intangibles. It didn't matter in 2020, 2021. Again, you could walk out of your house, mm -hmm. right? And trip over a $10,000 commission check. Right. Because someone was just begging you to Please. help them save 400 bucks a month on their mortgage. Right. Yeah, it's not the case anymore. Wow. Yeah, so people just have to be cognizant of what's going on. And like, try to think rationally. Like, try to like, put on your like bullshit meter. Yeah. Like, does that bullshit? Does that sound too good to be true? Probably is. Or like, hey, cool, I love your rate sheet, but what else do you have? Because I don't trust that, that those are the rates that you're going to be delivering in, in six months from now. Whoa, I don't like the kind of questions you're asking, kid. Maybe you're not a good fit for this company. Yeah. yeah. How long have you been around? How long has your branch been in operation? Sounds like you got to interview your employer before you go over there. Yeah. Hey, which of your producers, both here and outside of here, can I talk to? <laughs> right? Oh, I'd love to price a loan with one of your loan officers in a different market. Whoa. Yeah. Why? You know, like those are just some of the things. And just keep in mind that, you know, you should make a move if that move is for all the right reasons. And that's what's going to benefit you long term. Look, just because shit got tough and you got to work harder. No, I want to make that a prospect more. Right. Right. No. What that is, that's weak. That's running away from the man or woman in the mirror. Don't wish you were, don't wish it were easier, wish you were better. Yes. Don't wish it were easier, wish you were better. Do you know who said that? Jim Ron or something. Jim Rome. 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 Jim yeah. Rome. Yes. Like that, that is it. But look, it's kind of like when I remember back in my college days, right? And like my buddy and his girl got in a big fight and they broke up. Mm hmm and then I ran into her like the next weekend. Oh, we're back together. And she chopped her hair off and she and she dyed it. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? I needed a change. Yeah. I'm like, man, how about just quit being psycho and sit mm. down and apologize and y'all get back together and and my buddy will stop, you know, being curled up in a fetal position, crying on on my love seat in my in, in my dorm. Which, you know, like right, right. I mean, people do that. That's just whether they're they're 21, they're 14, or they're 44. It's way easier to make a crazy change like cutting my hair or shaving my beard or I'm just going to go work for the, the competitor down the road because at the end of the day, they're looking for an easy way out. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, where's that pill that I can take that'll make me not fat anymore? The easy pill. I don't want to go to the gym. Just make me look gorgeous now, damn it. Yeah, no, that's not this market. 
embrace it. Embrace the suck. Understand that you're going to have to work 20% harder to make 20% less, but you're going to be a better professional because of it. That's what I want people to know from this episode. And it's okay. It is okay. You'll be grateful that you did it. And if you need a shoulder to cry on, find one. Learn to express yourself. Find a buddy. But make sure your buddy doesn't enable your negative thoughts, but picks you up. Right? Make sure they're a, a, a better or an equal rational thinker as you because this is not a time where you want to be negative because negativity breeds more ne- negativity. Mm-hmm. Understand what's going on. Be okay with it. Recognize what you need to do and then control it and then get after it and get you some because the work you put in today is all that money you're going to be able to make next year, the year after, and the year after. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. You've tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast. If you ever want to connect, find me on LinkedIn. My first name is Dustin. My last name is Owen. His name is John Coleman. I will not give you his contact information, but I will. I will encourage you to go to Google. In the meantime, check us out. TLOPonline.com. The Loan Officer Podcast.com. Peace.